Hi and welcome to the VR Gaming Podcast, a podcast and commentary about VR gaming, VR news, VR hardware, and VR reviews. I'm your host, Nick Lane, and with me is Justin Davis. Justin, what's going on, man? How you doing? Hey, Nick. I'm good. How are you doing? Good. We are recording this uh, a couple days after the Christmas holiday, so right now it's Monday, uh, December 28th. I'm on vacation this week. What about you? You got some time oh. Yeah, I'm going to take one day off this week, but uh, I'm going to be working the other days. Okay. All right. I was going to say it might be a, a good time sometimes around the holidays to get caught up on gaming. And uh, yeah. you mentioned that you've been playing a bunch of games, so why don't you, why don't you uh, share with uh, me and the viewers or listeners what games you've been playing uh, over the last month. Okay, I played a lot of Medal of Honor. We're going to talk about that later. Uh, I played, did a whole playthrough of that. Then uh, I played Panoptic with you. I played 1976 Back to Midway. Star Wars Squadrons to see if updates helped. Uh, Ori and the Will of the Wisps, which is a flat game, but I played it in Vorpex. Uh, Pangman, uh, that's an obscure VR game. Elder Scrolls Three Morrowind, there's a mod where you can play that game in VR. It worked pretty well, actually. Then Nuclear Rush, um, I don't know if you ever heard of Sega VR back there in the 90s. They were going to try to do a VR headset for Genesis. So someone actually came yeah. out with you know, a uh, working emulator for that, and it worked in my index. So that was what that was. Then I played Tarzan VR. We, we talked about that in the last episode. And then I played Groundhog Day like Father Like Son. Um, that was the last VR game I played. All right, so I'll, I'll dive into a couple of those. I mean, at first mm -hmm. I'm curious about Star Wars Squadrons because I saw that there was an update, um, and it appears that things are better. Is that true? Yeah, things are definitely better. Even when I had a 1080 Ti, I tested it, and it was definitely better. Like, changing the settings, like, lower definitely helped, whereas before doing that, didn't even change anything. And I got a 3080, and that that changed it drastically so that I could have the settings, you know, pretty much high. Maybe not on ultra, but I could have them on high, and everything was running well. So that's good to report. Nice. Congrats on the 3080. Thanks. It was a birthday present that I was hoping awesome. I'd got. And I, I'd get and I got. Nice. I, I know you mentioned that a podcast or two ago, so that, that's that's cool mm -hmm. to hear. Yeah. I um, I I I I obviously want a 3080, but I'm okay waiting a while because there's that problem with the Nvidia yeah. drivers and the stutter that mm -hmm. we talked about uh, maybe a couple podcasts ago. Now I know with the 3080s that people can't go back and revert to drivers from may of this year where that mm -hmm. stutter is not happening have you noticed this issue on the 3080 i have seen some stutters sometimes it's not so often that like that it's a issue with me but like it's like even in a game that the graphics shouldn't be pushing it at all i've seen stutters and i'm like why is that happening but it's not i think you said it was happening like every 10 seconds for you it varies like uh -huh. game to game, I know in reading the Nvidia forums that mm -hmm. people have, might have or argue that they found ways to reduce the frequency. Mm -hmm. So it might matter in games, it might matter settings, it might matter the background process. But uh, regardless, it sounds like it's just an issue for anybody who's um, running the new 3000 series or are using, you know, maybe like the 2000 series. I think even the 1000 series, and they're using drivers past that um, 
that May date of this year. Mm-hmm. So, you know, your mileage might vary um, mm-hmm. in, in noticing stuff like that. I know I, I certainly do enough that it's uh, an annoyance. And like I said, I think it gave me a migraine one day. Yeah. So I've been using those old drivers, uh, which means that I ask you about Star Wars Squadrons because it requires newer drivers. So I can't play that game until that problem gets fixed. And uh, mm. I've seen on the forums, people are really upset. On the, there's a NVIDIA forums. If you go there, there's a whole thing on that. And, and people are getting the new 3000 cards. And they're like, listen, I, I got this card. And I just got VR just so I can play this. And, and it's just, you know, it's not working right. So it's a bummer. Damn. So the little bit that I played of Squadrons testing the 3080, I didn't notice stutters. I mean, only if I put the graphics up on like Ultra you know, then I would see when I turned, I would see the reprojection, but <clears throat> I don't really remember seeing anything out of the ordinary. Yeah. And that, I don't know. No, that's good then. That's good. Um, so we're gonna, uh, we're gonna review Medal of Honor in this show and Panoptic and Walkabout Mini Golf. Um, you know, Panoptic's in that list of games you've played, but from that list, other than Panoptic, what games would you tell people to check out? You know, not a full review, but What's something? What's something that they should check out that you recommend, and what's something that they should steer clear of? You can name a couple of them if you if you feel like it. Kind of hash out what's what's good and bad very quickly. Okay, well, I'm gonna say Medal of Honor, 1976, back to Midway. Hmm, one of these other ones. Uh, well, Ori and the Will of the Wisp is a great game, but it's a flat game, and you know, I don't know if you'd want to use Vorpex. It makes, I mean, it gives it this 3D depth that looks cool. But it might not be worth it because Vorpex costs extra money. Um, I don't really recommend the rest of the things I listed. All right, good, to, good to know. So yeah. maybe we'll do reviews on them. I, I, I think that we try to highlight either really popular games or games that maybe maybe aren't popular but are, are certainly good, right? Because we're not getting review copies, thankfully, and this is not a job. So mm-hmm. we uh we 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 review games that we go out and buy ourselves, and we tend to buy good games and spend our money on good games so um there's there's that it's it's rare i think you're gonna find a, a game for us that it's like ah, oh, we this is really bad or it's like a four out of ten or something like that so but i like the fact that i know you play a lot more games than i do um and i like the fact that you can kind of just give a quick overview and stay, stay clear of these games or maybe we need to spend time and you know next time do a review on some of the other ones that we don't get to yeah okay all right. Um, what have I been doing in VR? So I've been actually playing um, some Oculus games, even though I have an index. I've been using Revive because in our uh, VR gaming podcast Discord, uh, there's a group that has been spending a lot of time playing Walkabout Mini Golf. So I'll get into that. That was that was fun. Um, and another game that I'm not reviewing this time, but probably will do next time, is Cookout. Uh, that's another game that can be um, on the Oculus. It's also an Oculus Rift S and the Quest, and you can play it. You know, if you have a, a Vive or Index using Revive uh, or Cosmos, whatever. So um, I, I enjoyed that game as well. Cookout was fun. These are not games that I normally would look at and purchase. You know, I, I'm kind of an intense person. You to be like doing something really competitive or serious. So those games always kind of strike me as cartoonish or um too casual but uh, you know it's they were really fun playing with a group of friends so i i enjoyed doing something different with them and like i said well i'll talk about walkabout mini golf at the end of this but i just wanted to highlight those games 
Um, and then the other game I played, we can get into the, the news, which is kind of brief this month. I didn't see, you know, in, in kind of scouring the news for the past month. I mean, there's always something you could talk about every day in VR if, if you want. But, you know, to me, is it that interesting that I'm going to spend much time on it? To me, no. Um, but there were a couple things that you highlighted here, Justin. Um, I'm going to go a little bit out of order because this pertains to um, what I guess we both played in the last month. And that's um, Pistol Whip. 2089. So there was a, a update that you queued me in on. I noticed it and I and I ignored it for whatever reason, even though I like Pistol Whip, um, that there was a free campaign update to the game. And I thought like I thought it was like a DLC. I just kind of skimmed over it really quickly. I wasn't in the mood to play Pistol Whip. Um, so I tried that today and I played that today. Tell us about that. What was what's the deal with the Pistol Whip 2089? So everyone originally thought that was going to be some maybe like an, a separate game or paid DLC, but then it ended up being this free update, and um, it's this uh, it's like a, a campaign of like five levels, and there's actual cutscenes and narration, which is the kind of thing that I've always kind of felt like was missing missing from Pistol Whip, um, and you know there's sort of a story, and it has this '80s synthwave music, and uh, it really has this. Uh, terminator vibe which really got me um going because i'm a huge terminator fan and there's even some robocop stuff in there uh so i was just enthralled the whole time um and i don't even dance but i was dancing like that music really had me going yeah so what's cool about that game is that um you know you're, you're shooting but you're also dodging obstacles and bullets and it's done so in a way that you are you, you sort of dance whether you want to dance or not. And the music was really good in it. Um, yeah. I, I was just impressed that they came out with this free update. I thought that was fantastic. I mean, the Pistol Whip is a game I recommend. And uh, when I reviewed it, gave it a good review. It was a great game. Uh, and it's even better now. And it's really cool of them that they're still creating content. They could have just, you know, released sort of these these few levels and just put them out, and, and that would have been great. That would have been nice. They had added some songs after the game came out, but they went the extra mile, and they, they um, you know, made it a campaign, if you will, of these five levels, and they have some, some kind of static cutscenes, but it adds just a little bit of element and, and, and a little bit of purpose to what you're doing. And I agree with you, Justin. I think um, it just highlighted for the fact that I think it makes the game just that more engaging. Like, um, you would play a level and then cutscene, then go to the next um, track. And I really like it, kept me engaged, right? Instead of maybe just playing one song and leaving or bouncing around without purpose. Um, you know, this is, Pistol Whip's like an arcade game, if you will, where you're kind of going for like a score attack, right? And get a high score and stuff like that and leaderboards. And those games are always fun, but I, I find that I'm not playing it for, you know, maybe a month after it comes out. And I don't think this changes that much because I don't know about you. I mean, I was able to get to the last level on normal. I don't know. Maybe it took me like 20 minutes or something like that. It's not, it's not super long, but it just, I, I was like, I was just going to hop in and play for a little bit. I was like one more, one more. And I kept on going. And, and before I know it, it was pretty much at the end of it. Yeah. And what I thought was really cool was like, as the level starting, the character that you're playing is still narrating and like, talking while you're playing at least in the beginning yeah. of the levels and um that was cool and it did you watch the boys i did not know okay well uh, he reminded me of a character called billy the butcher on that show and um i don't know uh yeah it was just I, I want more of that for sure i wasn't that into pistol whip 
um, when it originally came out, and I haven't even really followed the free songs they've they've done, but this really got me interested. Yeah, I that that's interesting to hear you say. I was I was into it, and the fact that I looked forward to the game coming out. I when Pistol Whip first came out, downloaded it, enjoyed it. You know, then like a month later, not really playing it because it, it just mm-hmm. kind of happens with a game like that's an arcade game, and again. There's no story or campaign or mode. It's just sort of levels and I move on to the next thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I loaded up the campaign, I'm like, yes, this is – you can instantly tell that something like this was missing from the game or you can instantly tell like this is the next step or level for this game to go to. So, again, awesome on, on them for making this a free update. It was well done, good music, definitely want to see more. You know, um, hopefully it gets more people into the game. This is a game that you can play on, on Index. You can get it for the Quest, Rift, all that. So um, great game. Highly recommend it. I think if they came out with a DLC campaign that was just significantly longer or came out with, like, you know, Pistol Whip 2 or something like that, uh, I would I would certainly buy it. And I think, again, showing what kind of a campaign or story can really matter in a game like this would, would be my incentive. It sold me on buying, like, a campaign. If they ever came out with like a DLC like that, who knows if they would? Yeah, definitely. One one thing about Pistol Whip, I think it was it came out on PC and Quest at the same time. Yeah, and we can talk about that in our discussion. You know, once we get there, if you want to cover that. Yeah, so we're gonna we we totally dropped the ball last time in our last show. We said we're gonna have a discussion on you know if Quest is gonna dumb down VR gaming. And it, meaning that it's going to negatively impact um, PC VR gamers. So let, let's do that because I, I know you had another news note. We can come back to that. Even if we, I don't want to miss this point. Let's, let's segue right into it. Okay. Um, you know, Quest is like, I, I'm torn up about Quest because I think it's absolutely amazing um, just that, the quest can do what it does the quest and quest Two, like this, this portable VR, um, the price point of two ninety nine is absolutely amazing. I think like VR has come so far, you know, in the last just uh, four years or whatever. It, it's, it's very impressive and quests and Facebook and Oculus or whatever they are now, um, is done a really good job. And this is going to be the thing that gets the masses into VR. And, I think it's also a nice gateway drug, and it's a good thing for PC VR because people who like Quest and Quest 2 um, and see, sort of see how amazing VR is, you know, naturally there's an audience that's going to want more and going to want better, and that's going to lead them to buying like an Index or a PC rig or, or whatever. And I, and I and I know people. Like I know people on our Discord who have gotten several people already who got hooked on um, VR because of the quest and then went index and, and love that, right? They're, they're, they're totally into VR. So that's fantastic. I think the one downside that's worth talking about, um, and I'm curious to get your thoughts on this is how the quest negatively impacts the quality of some PC VR games. Um, concrete examples of this is certainly, maybe the best example of this is onward. Um, Onward was a PC VR game. It was on the PC for a number of years. It started on the PC. When they made the Quest version, they then went into the PC version and just dumbed down the graphics to it. 
Um, now, I, I played Onward when I first got PC VR maybe three years ago, checked it out. It wasn't my thing, but it was, it was cool enough. Um, but I'm very sympathetic to the PC VR community who suddenly are now playing in worse graphics. Like that, this is kind of just kind of mind blowing, and you know the virtues of of Quest is certainly that now you've got a larger player base for multiplayer games, right? These are typically multiplayer games, but not limited to, to that necessarily. You've got a larger player base, but for whatever reason, they're going to make it on Quest and make it you know um, compatible, multi multiplayer, uh, cross platform compatible. Um, we're seeing these PC versions get dumbed down. So I'm going to just pause there and kind of get your general take on all that yeah these games onward and contractors they both were pc first and um you know they had you know good graphics and especially contractors some of those maps that they have look really really good and um so what they've done is they've come out with quest ports and both of them they've done a graphical downgrade now on pc and i'm not sure if it's just they don't have enough devs to support both forks of it or if it's a networking thing or what yeah, both games have hit a t taken a hit, and luckily for me, I don't I don't really play both of these games. But I've heard from people that are passionate about these games on PC that that it really pisses them off. And I've watched videos of side by side comparisons, and it's it's a big difference. But the developers have been saying, "Oh, we're gonna improve it. You know, we're gonna we're gonna put you know PC graphics you know back to where it was or somewhere close." Um, but I haven't followed if they've really done that yet or if that's like somewhere in the future. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. Um, it seems like it's, yeah, it's mostly these multiplayer shooters. Um, I uh, didn't I realize Contractors was caught yep. up on this. I'm looking right now mm -hmm. on Steam to see um, anything. I'm not noticing it, but it, it definitely happened to Contractors. Yeah, it happened to contractors too. Because I've heard yeah. from people that are big into contractors, they talked mm. about it. But may, it might not be as drastic as the onward yeah. um, drop off. Onward, like you go and look at the reviews, and they're just all like negative. I mean, people are like just livid. They must have. Yeah. They must have really just tore that game apart. It could be maybe contractors is just like a beta right now. Maybe it's not the full release on Quest. And yeah, you know, maybe, maybe that's why. Maybe 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 the storm's coming. I know yeah. uh, you know you have Pavlov's out on Quest, right? I know that they had. I think it it, side I think quest. I think it's side quest. I uh, gotcha. So maybe that's next because uh, you know we've played a lot yeah. of Pavlov and the graphics, depending on the map, she's really good in Pavlov. So I guess that that's when I would really notice it if they if they dumb down those graphics, which yeah. is just a shame. Um, yeah, contractors might be side quest too. I, I'm not sure if it's in if it's actually in a store yet. Yeah, the regular store. Yeah, I don't, I don't know enough. I'm not, a, I'm not a game developer. I don't know if that can be helped or, or if there's a way to do it so you can satisfy both conditions, right? Like, mm -hmm. I, 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 I just don't, I don't know because there's games that are, um, you know, cross compatibility, uh, for like consoles and PC mm -hmm. games, and, you know, they don't go back and retroactively kill the graphics on a PC game to make that happen. If I'm not mistaken yeah yeah maybe it's just a budget yeah thing. yeah i don't know i don't i don't i don't have much more on that only that there is there's there's concern right like there's there's concern and again these are mostly multiplayer games that need a healthy player base and the quest can certainly give a healthy player base to vr gaming which is still not you know mainstream it's still a niche mm -hmm. for a lot of people so 
you know, some games are uh, dead on arrival on PC because um, for, for, for numerous reasons, maybe the price point's too high, they, they, people don't jump on it, and then, um, you know, it's a snowball effect where people are like, great game, there's no player base, so people don't buy yeah. it, and that's it. So that's like uh, space junkies. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So, I don't know, man. Uh, I, uh, I don't know. It's just a, it's just a concern, and uh, I, I do feel bad for folks who play Onward. I get it, so sorry to hear that. Um, all right, moving on. You had a note about Jurassic Park for the news? Well, I wanted to say, but then there are also games that release on PC and Quest simultaneously. So that's, a, that's another thing where, like Population 1, where we feel like the graphics have been downgraded, you know, to, to be on Quest. So on PC, we have, you know, lower level graphics than mm. our, our, our PCs could handle. And other examples of that are Lies Beneath, which came out on Oculus, and you know, came out on Quest and PC at the same time. Journey of the Gods, and as we said earlier, Pistol Whip. These are all games with like simplified graphics um, that were simultaneous Quest PC releases. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just wanted to point those out as like examples of where I think maybe we're getting dumbed down graphics because they want to cater to the Quest. Yeah. yeah, Pop One for sure. Have you yeah. played Pop One on on? Because you've got a Quest too. Not anymore. I don't have you, it anymore. You got rid of it. Yeah, I sold it. Um, uh, I, I didn't even try it, though. I didn't try it on Quest. Uh-huh. Yeah, because you'd have to buy it twice, so why, why would you want to do that? Yeah, I won't do that. Because I bought it on, yeah, Steam. I didn't buy it on Oculus. So, um, But then there are games like Phantom Covert Ops. That came out on PC and Quest at the same time, and there was a big difference between the PC and the Quest version because I tried the both of those because that was a cross-buy. Um, so ver- Rift S versus quest standalone it was a really big difference and like the shadows and the polygons and just the textures and everything so that's the case where they actually did make a separate build that took advantage of the pc gotcha well let's hope that that continues in the future so yeah um, these are sort of like anomalies right now but it, it is disconcerting and i think part of the the issue too is that there's not a huge pipeline that we're aware of of really high quality or triple a um pc vr games even mm-hmm. though vr is growing even though i'm sure this christmas holiday season was great for vr especially quest even though i'm seeing a lot of people who are getting into vr through the quest then get an index index sales have to be good so people are getting the hardware you know it's, it's again we've talked about this before we've got the uh, a software pipeline issue as well and we've talked about this in the last com- couple of months of just games we're looking forward to. So speaking of which, um, um, uh, uh, well, I was going to segue into Medal of Honor. Speaking of which games we were looking forward to, um, did you want to say anything else about that issue or, or news before we move on? Uh, just the one news note was Jurassic Park Aftermath and Myst VR. Both came out recently for Quest. I haven't played either one of them. Um, Myst is also going to come out for PC VR, and I'm waiting for that. Um, and if Jurassic Park comes to PC, I'll, I'll buy that. But as I said, I don't have a Quest or Quest 2 anymore. Yeah. So that's that's that for me. It's funny, man. I mean, you and I, um, we were in the same boat, man. Because I, 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 I tried the Quest and I returned it after a week. You know, like, in, in mm-hmm. theory, it's cool to have it and, and stuff. But it's just if you're just playing the same room and the same setup and you've got, like, an index or a really comfortable headset – why do you need a quest to 
I don't know. Yeah, exactly, and there aren't enough exclusives for it. Like, this Jurassic Park Aftermath is an exclusive, so that had me interested. But, like, a lot of the reviews are just kind of lukewarm. Yeah. People are just kind of like, eh, you're just running around hiding. You can't shoot anything. You can't do anything other than run around and hide. Well, yeah. I'm really happy that, like, Population 1, I think, is a, is a really good game. Um, oh, yeah. I'm really happy that it's on the Quest NPC. Like, it's not a Quest ex- exclusive. That would suck. Yeah, you know, definitely. And, and, like, like I, I hope we don't get into the exclusives where there's these like ton of killer games on Quest, and now I gotta go out and buy a Quest Two and deal with that ecosystem and, and all that. And you know, once you once you have like an index, and then you mm-hmm. have a Quest, you just realize realize how massively uncomfortable it is, right? Yeah. And just how it just it's just lacking. People who have the Quest and, and have an experience like the PC VR, they're, they're happy. You know, it's like ignorance is ignorance is bliss right you're, you're gonna be mm-hmm. good with that but it's it's hard for us it's hard for us a little bit all right um you know we were gonna do this podcast right like the weekend when medal of honor came out because we were both gonna get it i was i was hyped for it i thought this was gonna be a really good game because respawn was making it you know responded the recent titanfall games and uh the original medal of honor and i think the original call of duty and all that so they have a good pedigree um, and it was put out by EA. Well, that's not a plus in most people's minds. But, you know, I, I thought Respawn was going to put out a killer game, and I thought it was just going to be a game that was going to be an instant buy. Um, so it came out on December 10th uh, of this year, this month. It's on Steam and Oculus for $59.99. Uh, right now it's sitting at 6 out of 10 on Steam with mixed reviews. Um, I saw when I when this first launched, within the first few hours, it was just like, a page of red just negative 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 so yeah you you bit the bullet mm-hmm. no, no pun intended mm-hmm. and, and you got this game i don't have this game so this is this is all you man you're gonna go take us through this game okay so yeah it was mostly negative on steam and uh i i was like it doesn't matter i'm gonna get this game i have to see because i was i was looking forward to it for so long and um so it's like 170 gigs download, so it took like four hours to get. I was like, damn it, I can't even play it tonight. I had to go to sleep and just let it download. Um, the overview, I mean, the objective of the game, I mean, obviously, you're in World War II, you're in Europe, uh, you're, in, you're an American, and you have, you know, a team of comrades, you know, you have this sergeant dude who kind of tells you what to do, and then there's this young kid named Ollie who's, I think he's like, he's too young to even be in the military, but he lied about his age or something, and... There's some European people. There's, there's a cast of characters. Some of them are a little wacky. You know, there's some women in it too. And um, you just, there are six missions. And each mission is really long, actually. I mean, this game, I think, took me like 14 hours to beat. Um, it, there's a lot going on. Um, and you're, you're just running around Europe all over the place, um, just killing people, you know. And uh, basically... Every type of vehicle you can think of that's uh, that's that, you know that was in World War II maybe I mean you're you're gonna be in it you might not be controlling it but you're gonna be in it um, at least and firing guns and turrets and shit so one of the most impressive things about this game is the uh, the graphics um, I think the graphics are are up there with some of the best out there they're really detailed you can get up close to a lot of things and a lot of textures and they just look great um, and the reflections and you know, sometimes the pe- some of the people's faces look a little screwed up, like the eyes might uh, 
might be like t really bugged out, but they did a, they've been patching it. So that was one of the patches they did where they said they fixed the NPC's eyes. Um, so a lot of the complaints from those mostly negative reviews were about stuff like that, but then about like some of the control issues and, and they've, they've patched this, this game multiple times since then. So now, you know, it's up to mixed reviews right now. Um, so the sound, um, I mean, there's tons of loud explosions and gunfire and I mean, everything you would expect, um, you know, there's even some explosions that are so loud that your, your ears are ringing like in the game, not your actual ears. Um, yeah, I mean, it was immersive, you know, it was 3d, you know, sound when you turn your head, you know, the p direction of the sound changes, you know, based on where your head is. Um, so the controls were an issue initially where like picking up things, um, sometimes you couldn't just put your hand on it and pick it up. You had to let the game highlight it. So like you have to ha have your hand, you know, like in Half-Life Alex, you would like put your hand in the air and then like this item far away would highlight and then you could pull it toward you. Yeah, it's been it's been a while, but I think I see yeah. what you're saying. It yeah. always that always felt intuitive and good, but in this game, like getting the thing that you want to highlight to highlight can be a pain in the ass, mm. and like you're gonna highlight things that you don't want to highlight often. Um, so that's one of the annoying things. But they they patched that to make it better because initially it was like really bad, where you could put your hand right in front of a gun, and then it's gonna pick up a gun two slots over like to the left instead of, you know, and, but they made that better, but it's still a little annoying. I got to say, um, you know, there, there's, there's, uh, initially there was no smooth turn. Um, I think so people that want to do smooth turn, they'd have to do snap turn, but they added smooth turn. I don't do either smooth or snap. I'm always doing all physical turn. I'm a huge proponent of physical turn in VR. Um, what other controls? So the gun handling, I thought the gun handling felt great. Um, I thought it, you know, I, I always felt like if I missed, it was, it was my fault. It wasn't, you know, like the game, um, you know, one of the issues that people had were the scopes, the scopes are like, that's like pop one where you just, it's just the scope. And then like all around it is, is black and, uh, they didn't look very high res, but there was a patch where they added 3d scopes Oh, okay. and I haven't seen it. Like hmm. I beat the game and then they patched it. So I haven't gone back in to see what that looks like. I want to do that. Um, but supposedly it looks better now. Um, the immersion, this game is extremely immersive, I think. Um, yeah, there's, I mean, these characters are all around you talking to you and explosions going off all around you. And I mean, I really felt like I was in a war. Um, and the, the environments look really detailed and really good. Um the only thing, only problem about immersion though, is there are like a lot of scenes where like you're in a scene for like could be only a couple minutes or maybe five minutes, and then you're onto the next scene. But there's like you know it fades out to go to the next scene. Um, there's a lot of that, so that might cut you know kind of hurt the immersion a little bit when it just keeps fading out and to go into the next scene. And one thing people complained about was it used to say like after every one of those like it used to say victory on the screen and be like what. All I did was just have a dialogue, a cutscene with some people. What do you mean victory? Well, they patched that out so it doesn't do that anymore. To I, just want, I just want to jump mm -hmm. in. Um, okay. This is, it's really weird, like mm -hmm. these issues that you're describing. It feels yeah. like they didn't test it out. 
You know what I mean? It, it, yeah. it just it's just like they released a game that was like a a beta at best, right? Because uh, kudos to them mm-hmm. for you know this game has been out um, what eighteen days, and there's been a bunch of fixes that that you mentioned, mm-hmm. but these are all sort of like basic things. It's like yeah. you know, not it doesn't seem like it takes them a long time to fix. Why was this game released in this state? Like I know you don't know that, but it's it's just really bizarre to me. I think they just must not have had any people on their staff that knew much about VR. <laughs> That's all I can, or the or the testers didn't didn't know much. If there even were any testers, they didn't know much about VR. But I didn't encounter I didn't encounter many bugs while playing, so they had to have tested it. Um, so I don't know. I don't know how they missed these things. Really weird. That's it's just. It's a it's a head scratcher. I mean, this is also the month where you know we got. Uh, I don't I didn't play this game, Cyberpunk, uh, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, Twenty seventy seven, and like you know that game is just being beaten up and down the street with all the the bugs and the, and the lawsuits and, and all that stuff. So, um, yeah, I, it's it's always odd to me to hear this, but I'm glad that they're fixing it. Do you think that there's um a lot more? Do you think that there's more work to be done? Do you do you think there's gonna be even more updates from? Uh, the team that worked on this, or do you think they got the the majority of the the, the kind of the, the major issues with it? I think there'll probably probably be more, but I don't have any obvious issues with it that I can think of that I think need to be fixed. Um, but based on how many they've already done, I don't know three or four updates that I'm aware of, so they're probably going to do more. And they're gonna they're probably going to keep updating multiplayer. That's that's another thing. This says multiplayer, um, and I tried that once, and problem was there were very few people, and it was mostly just CPU bots, and even their names said CPU, then like CPU Kevin, CPU Rachel, CPU, you know, to not they weren't even trying to hide it, and um, yeah, it wasn't very fun because it was just so few people, and the only people that could kill me were the the humans, the bots. I was just just you know destroying the bots. Um, and then like, I was just hearing heavy breathing and then like racial slurs from the humans. So I was like, all right, this is great. Sounds Yeah. Sounds like a Call of Duty game. <laughs> yeah. Which is funny yeah. that, I mean, most people in, uh, I don't know, VR games, the community is pretty good. You don't hear a lot of that, but yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. So then last stability, well, there's the multiplayer. I mean, if people go to the multiplayer, but they probably, cause it's a PC only game. You know, like we were talking about earlier, like Nick was, like you kind of need people in quests if you want to get enough player base. Um, so I don't, and a lot of people aren't buying Medal of Honor. It's 60 bucks and the reviews aren't good. So I just don't think there's going to be a lot of people in the lobbies. Um, there are collectibles you can find along the way. Um, so I don't know if that's something you if you want to do. And then there's Steam achievements, of course. Um, but yeah, I found collectible items as I played sometimes, and I'm sure there's tons more to find that I didn't. So maybe there's that for last ability. I don't, I couldn't think of a reason I'd want to do the campaign again. Uh, I'm not usually somebody that does campaigns again. Um, so I don't know, but my rating, um, this, this actually is up there with, it's up there with my, my favorite VR games. It's not as good as you know, like Alex and Asgard's Wrath and Saints and Sinners. It's not. It's not as good as those, but it's not too far away. 
actually. Like I thought I had a lot of fun in this game. There were a lot of like really like holy sh holy shit moments where like whoa, lots of that stuff, which I love. I love like really intense things. I love when I'm coming around a corner and a dude just comes out of nowhere and like starts starts shooting me and I'm like holy shit. Like there's whole so many times where I would, I just felt like totally just overwhelmed which i like like really stressed out and then like you just like barely are able to make it and survive and then like i just felt you know felt like a badass um another thing okay i i i forgot some stuff about like the controls like you have syringes where so you you find little medical bags along the way and you can find syringes so you can give yourself health it's like by stabbing yourself in the stomach with the syringe and you can have up to three on your wrists. And so like you're, you're going to get, you're going to get in a lot of firefights where you're going to get, you're going to get, you know, destroyed sometimes. And you're going to have your only choice is you're going to have to use a syringe in the middle of a fight, like hide behind something and use a syringe. And that's going to, and you're going to die a lot in this game. I had it on normal. I died a lot. So some, there were times where the AI was really stupid and like would just let me destroy them and there were times where like if i just peeked my head out i i'm like they're they're immediately hitting me um i i don't know i liked it a lot um you know it's probably even better now with with the updates that i missed i'm going to say uh i'm going to say for me eight and a half out of 10 all right very uh, this is really interesting um again mm -hmm. thanks thanks for thanks for playing it mm -hmm. uh because again i was on it on the day it came out and i was looking at reviews and, and it was like nine out of ten reviews were just bad and yeah. people were returning it within the return window so you guys probably all know this but on steam you're able to return a game if you played it for less than two hours or less than two weeks whatever like you kind of you hit so people were returning it before they for a full refund before their two hours hit. So I guess two questions for you, which is maybe rolls under one question. Do you think that people were returning it because the bugs were just that bad on day one? Or, I mean, this might be an and, but, or do you think that the game just doesn't show its best moments early on? Do you think it's like, was it a slow start? Was it just kind of, did it get off on the wrong foot in the beginning? Was it just not that interesting the first hour or so? Definitely. That's exactly the problem. So like the prologue is kind of a slow slog and like you're in a firing range and you're like, they're teaching you how to shoot guns and how to throw grenades. And, you know, it's, it's not impressive. It's not very fun. Um, if you want to see what that's like, you can look at my YouTube channel, Mame Fan. Uh, I have, I did a, a full, I did every mission, a full playthrough. I did videos of it. Um, if you just want to get a little idea but that was me playing it when it like the first build with no updates so i'm in that video you know complaining about stuff like they need to fix this they need to fix that and you know maybe they fixed it all um so yeah the prologue and like mission one like aren't that great but it's once like, once, once i got to mission two i was like oh damn like shit got really crazy after that yeah, that's interesting. It, it just kind of goes to show how important that two-hour window is on a game and, and yeah. your first impression and the first reviews because that's got to have hurt that game significantly. People who were looking at that and people like me who decided 
not to buy the game because mm-hmm. of the overwhelmingly bad reviews. Uh, yeah. You know, this people were describing the multiplayer like as is like the alpha version of multiplayer, right? Like it's just like mm-hmm. an afterthought. Um, and and as we were talking about, and you mentioned it's like you look, it's these games are dead in the water if um, people perceive multiplayer as dead. And it's great that this game has got multiplayer. I was looking forward to that. I thought this was going to be a game for our group to play. Um, but because of this negative perception of the game, even if it gets better in the coming weeks and, and months and becomes maybe something special, you, it might have lost out on multiplayer, period, no matter what they do to the game after this point because it's just uh, just a bad launch. Yeah, and there, there are even like different... There's lots of different modes of multiplayer, but... I'm not even sure. I think I just was doing like team deathmatch because um, I, I don't think I could. There was no one to play, so like we were only doing this one mode. But they they updated it. I saw where now it cycles through different modes, so you can get different stuff going on. Because um, all I got to do was team deathmatch. Um, it just yeah, it seems really basic. There wasn't much to it. The multiplayer. Yeah, yeah they, they, they it did look from like the trailer that they had put some thought into the modes. Mm-hmm, they yeah. had a number of them, but uh, again, it just looks like it was sort of half baked or need more time in the oven. Or, I think when I was talking to you about this game originally, um, you said if, if, I think this was you, and I and I think I saw some reviews that it just felt like it, it's a game that is using VR um, mechanics from maybe a, what was acceptable back in 2017 or yeah. maybe in 2018, but now. It's just like, look, there's been a progression in terms of what we expect or what people or developers are doing in VR. And aside from graphics, it just feels mechanically like a little old. It does feel old, yeah. Um, and another example of that is the physics. Like your hands and anything you hold will will go through everything. It's nothing like Boneworks or Alex or, or Saints and Sinners. Like, you know, you can throw things and they will react. They will, you know, hit things re- realistically. But like anything that you're holding or your arms just goes through everything like it doesn't even exist. And that's like how VR was back then in like 2017. Yeah. All right. Well, listen, I, 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 I'd love to grab this game. Um, it's great to hear that it's a 14-hour game. I mean, that's as much or if not more than Alex. Uh, I think yeah. my playtime in Alex is like 12 hours. So, so that's great. It's at fifty nine ninety nine right now. You know that that seems a, that makes it like one of the most expensive VR games. I think Alex is the only other game that's like fifty nine ninety nine, if it's mm-hmm. even that much. So it's an expensive game with, with with some issues. It sounds like they're they're jumping on it though. They're, they're fixing it quickly. It's probably a game I'll wait till it goes on sale. But I I, I do plan on getting it. Um, it sounds like it, it sounds like there is fun to be had, and it does sound like from what you're telling me that. This is kind of a game, even though maybe some of the mechanics are old, it does have those awe moments or these wow moments, right? Where you're just Definitely. Sort, of, sort of awesome. And and those moments are phenomenal in VR, right? Mm-hmm. Where you're just sort of like your jaw hits the floor. Um, and I can see Respawn in a AAA you know, game nailing those moments. Yeah, this might have had more of those than any game I've played in VR. It might, might have. I mean... You know, contenders are Alex and uh, Asgard's Wrath, but this might be the number one as far as like, holy shit. Yeah, well, that says a lot because Alex was the game for me that has a bunch of those holy shit moments that are yeah. just sort of like, wow, that was that was like uh, the best amusement park ride, you know, in the universe kind of scenario, right? Like you just yeah. cannot get this experience anywhere else. Yeah. 
All right. Well, very good. Thanks for thanks for that. I've I've been looking forward to having kind of an in depth conversation about Medal of Honor. We didn't even talk about. Um, I guess there's some videos in the game where they interviewed uh, World War II soldiers. Oh yeah, I I haven't even looked at that stuff. Yeah. Um, it's not in the game, so there's a separate gallery section. Gotcha. Where actually I did no, I went into it and I just played a video for a second just to see, and it's just a flat video. And I was and this oh you know this veteran started talking. I was like, all right. I've seen enough. Sorry. Yeah, I mean, you start shooting people, right? You're not watching yeah, the History Channel. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I heard that there are 3D videos or maybe 180 mm. videos. Maybe not 3D. Maybe it's just 180. But I didn't see how to get to it. So I just said, yeah. all right, I'm out. And and just so people know, I'm not I'm not being glib about like, uh, or Justin's not being glib about it. I know um, in some reviews, I think IGN and maybe uh, Road to VR even talked about this, that they were really impressed with these kind of yeah. interviews with the World War II soldiers, but it was like really jarring or this like <laughs> juxtaposition between that and the game. And the mm-hmm. game almost seemed a little cart. I don't know if the word is cartoony, but like it didn't, it didn't seem as serious as the gravity of like what these World War II soldiers were saying. Right. Maybe it wasn't as, as gritty or it was too lighthearted for, for a war game. Like there, there just seemed to be something jarring. And I think the first article that read that, I was like, ah, maybe this, you know, reviewer is just finding something to pick on or just really sensitive to that. But I, it came up multiple times, so um, there's got to be something there. Um, but it's cool yeah. that they have that. It's cool that they have that. I guess there's just more more content, so I wanted to bring that up as part of this uh, review. Yeah, I, I'm a gamer, though, so, like, I just care about the game, like, the video. Like, okay, I mean – if it doesn't match the the game content, I, whatever. I don't really care at all. I didn't get all those reviews that were you know, complaining about that. Like, yeah, maybe they were just trying to find something. I mean, to complain about. I don't know. Yeah, no, I'm with you. It's it's not the kind of thing that I would normally watch. These I just want to play the game, right? If I wanted to watch like this World War II stuff, I'll go on the History Channel. There's probably phenomenal documentaries, right? Like it's cool. It's there and all, but like. I, I, again, I'm a gamer. I'm on your side with this. Like, I it, it doesn't do anything whether it's in there or not for for me. You know, it doesn't yeah, it, move the needle whatsoever. Yeah, if they showed those like in the middle of like in between missions, I would get it. But they don't. Like that stuff's totally separate. All right. So yeah. All right. Very good. That's uh that's Medal of Honor. All right. Uh, let's do this. Let's move along. All right, the next game to review is Panoptic. This is by Team Panops. If I'm saying that correctly. It was officially released uh, in its full form on October 8th, 2020, although it had been in, in early access for uh, a number of years. It's on Steam and Oculus for – is it on Oculus? I thought I looked at it. Uh, I, I don't so. know. I know. It's at least on Steam for $19.99, and it's uh, 9 out of 10 on Steam with very positive reviews. So uh, this is a game that I, I certainly played it in its early access mode. Um I think I, I originally got it and played it because I was looking for a game um, when I was home visiting my family that, you know, I had my VR headset and I wanted to play a game with them and wanted to keep them involved. And this is an asymmetric game, meaning, you know, one person's in VR and then the other person is on the PC, you know, flat screen gaming uh, in the same room as you. Now, because of Steam's remote play feature that they came out with in the last year, um, you can remote play in 
uh, with, with somebody. Although they do not have like a multiplayer function. It's designed to be like you know two people in the same room. So I thought that was pretty interesting. This is there's there's other asymmetric games out there, but this one caught my eye because I think I saw the 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 guys. I, I think the the YouTube channel is called Node, if I remember correctly, playing this. And yeah, it looked really it looked looked really cool, and it was something different. And I, you know, and I see something like that, just a different game that I've never experienced in my you know for got thirty plus years of gaming. Um, you know, I latch onto that. So, quick rundown of the game is essentially. The person in VR is, I think, called the overseer. They're like this, this, this floating head, and um, the person on PC is this, this, this dude, this abstract-looking dude, and this person, uh, this dude, looks like all the other dudes in the game. And there's like a hundred of them running around like this, this. Um, I don't even know what you would call this environment. Uh, these these environments, and there's like these energy nodes or whatever. These 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 sources of energy, and the person on PC is trying to get to them, and it, it seems like they're extinguishing them or something, like turning them off, right? So there's there's these points of contact in this environment. Person on the PC is trying to run around and get to them and turn them off. We'll call it that. This is probably the worst description, but I, it's not like there's this great story mode with this game. So, got to use your imagination here. Um, and, and and that's it. So the overseer, is, the person in VR, is trying to find the PC player. And this PC player looks like a hundred of all these other CPU entities. So it's really tough. I mean, it's really difficult to figure this out. You've got to just be scanning around and looking for maybe abnormal movement. Um, or when they've turned off kind of these energy sources, now your attention can kind of go over there. It'll make a sound to alert you and then hopefully you can at least be looking in the right direction or focus on maybe the last energy source that the player might go to and try to pick them out and what you do is basically you um you hold down the controller and you shoot up kind of like this laser from your head and you'll zap the hopefully player controlled pc player controlled person um if it's not the player controlled person then you just you know eliminate one of these um npcs and the game continues until either the PC player goes around and extinguishes all these energy sources or the VR player is able to identify and zap the PC player. So it's actually a pretty simple game. Um, there's, there, It's pretty basic. It's easy to understand, which is cool because this is probably, I'm going to call this a party game because only two people can play at once. But it's the kind of game you can, you know, you have some friends over, you can have people kind of rotate in and out. You know, they can watch, somebody can play on the PC, somebody's in the headset, and then you and, and, and you kind of cycle through like that. I can that's I think how this game lives and, and works, right? It's kind of this game you kind of showcase, it's fun, it's different, it's novel. Um the guy, what else can I say? The uh VR player has some controls that you discovered, Justin, that we, we kind of missed early on because we, we skipped the tutorial. They're able to um they're able to help identify the player. What do they do? They kind of do a scan. Yes, yeah, so there's this lens that you can you, you have to hold it up and put it over your eyes, and then once you use that, you can see like an like uh, a trail left behind from where you know like the uh, the regular flat PC player, um, you know, wherever he walked, he left a trail. So like if you'd have to be looking in the right place, but if you have an idea of where he is, this is gonna give you give you an idea where he which which you know which of the the little guys running around is actually him because you're going to see the trail 
Yeah. So we we played for a while without using that, and it's really yeah. hard. So this is this this makes it reasonable. And there's a, a lot of settings in the game where you can change like the cooldown of sort of the laser that you shoot out and and, yeah. and things like that. So you can kind of scale the game. Yeah. The default the cooldown take like it takes four seconds to recharge so that you can shoot again. Um, you can change that to so it's you know happens faster. So if you want to sh- be able to shoot more rapidly, you can make it like one second cooldown. Um, yeah, yeah. The um, I think the art style and the environments are are really cool in this. It's it's really its own thing. Mm-hmm. It's hard to I can't think of anything else to necessarily compare it to. You know, you've got a lot of movement on the screen with all these kind of little. Um, characters that all look the same and then the overseer so in some ways that's basic but at the same time it's also highly detailed uh and these environments uh, i don't i don't know i really you can just start i think i feel like you could just take time when you're the overseer and you're in this environment just looking around and appreciating it it's a very Mm -hmm. cool space that they created and very unique and i think that adds a lot of charm and uniqueness to this game yeah agreed um yeah, and um, like when you're the, the the normal you know guy on looking at so like the guy who's not in VR has to look at a monitor, and when you're walking around, you know you can really appreciate little details when you're inside the walls too, and a lot of times you don't even know where you are. Like there's so much going on in there that like you, it takes a while to even figure out like where in this place am I? Because um, you could be in a crystal cave. You could be, be lava flows or just all these stairs all over the place. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's kind of, it's pretty intricate. It is, it is intricate. And, and that's a good point that you bring up. It is hard for the PC player. I find, I think you find as well to kind of figure out where the heck to go. I think that's going to be, I don't know if you want to call it a complaint. Um, but when you're the PC player, and you're again, you're, your perspective is like a first-person shooter perspective from the PC player, even though you can't shoot. You can kind of run and you can jump, um, but that's it. It's just moving with a keyboard and mouse generally, or maybe I, I know you just use a gamepad. But yeah, gamepad. Um, it's hard to figure out where to go when you're the PC player, and I don't think we missed anything. You know, I've played this game a number of times, and that just seems to be the common thing. Um, if we miss something, then it needs to be more obvious to the player in terms of how to navigate this world and, and where to go because it, it it's confusing. It's confusing. That's the one kind of criticism that I would have in terms of the, the level design is for the PC player, it's, it's really confusing, I think, where they need to go. One thing I learned in the tutorial is that when there's only one orb left to get, you, as the uh, PC player, like, if you're if you're facing it, it'll kind of like do an outline to confirm that's where it is. Gotcha. They're like okay. this kind of like diamond outline. Yeah. Even then, like it could be a long distance and it's, yeah. these, again, these, these levels, these, these boards, these environments, uh, they're intricate. So there's stairs that lead down and it, it can be, it can, you can even might even know sort of where you need to go, like the side of the map. Um, and getting there is just a different story. Um, not impossible though, you know. Just it just can take some time, which might be good in some ways for extending the time for the giving a, the overseer overseer an actual hope of finding the uh, the PC player. Um, and I think it ran quite well. You know, I know when when I first played sort of the um, early access version, there was you know the frame rate, there was some reprojection, 
but playing it with you uh, the other last week or whatever, it seemed to run pretty well. Yeah, I didn't have any issues, um, but I also had that thirty eighty. Yeah, you got a you got a beast, um, and mm-hmm. I'm a, I'm out twenty eighty for what it's worth, but uh, mm-hmm. it seems it seemed to run pretty well. They they definitely have that uh, more optimized than than early access, which which shouldn't be a surprise, but it's, it's still good to point out. Um, all right, sound in the game. I, I, I really dig the sound. The sound is this sort of, God, there, there's there's sort of some music playing and the sort of very atmospheric. It's it's sort of almost this like, I don't want to call it like this 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 chill music, but it's very atmospheric music, um, that just lends itself to this world. And and I highly recommend taking a look at some screenshots or some videos of this game to get an impression of, of this kind of unique world that you're in. Um, but uh, yeah, very happy with the sound. Sound sound works quite well in this game. I honestly can't remember it. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. All right. They're, they're, that 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 does say something. So, um, the controls in this game. We talked about the PC player controls are typical first person shooter uh, controls. The uh, controls are very simple to use for the VR player. It's uh, again just kind of aiming your head, pulling the trigger to shoot, and then I think the other controller or, or being able to bring up the lens. That's it. That's it. And, and you walk around your play space. There's no teleporting. There's no smooth locomotion. You're just it's a it's a nice room square game, a, a room room scale game. And I don't think you need a ton of space to play this. Um, it's it's pretty accommodating. Uh, oh, and you can move the world around. Oh yeah. Also. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 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 It's cool. I I like the game because you're in this environment and it's um room scale game too that's it's pretty cool um the immersion immersion we, we talked about some of the challenges with the pc player um but i think the immersion for me for the vr player plays in a lot again with with the, the unique world the graphics the atmospheric sound um the room scale gives really cool immersion like this is like a cool world that i enjoy spending some time in uh, what do you what did you think of that um yeah i felt very immersed um maybe more so yeah when you're the the overseer maybe yeah versus the but i mean that's vr versus a flat 2d screen yeah exactly you know yeah there's not much for the pc player i don't think in in the immersion factor um it's really the vr player that gets to really experience the game um last ability in this is is tricky for me this game is, um, it falls almost like a novelty. It falls under, this, this comes out under certain conditions. It's not a go-to game for me by any stretch of the imagination. I always enjoy it. I'm always impressed by it. I just think that there's not enough there. There's, 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 don't get me wrong, there's, there's seven really cool maps, but it's just this 1v1. And I can't help but wonder if there's other cool things that could be in the game, like I don't know, maybe adding more PC players and making this a multiplayer game where you're not just like a, a local multiplayer game, but people can 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 jump in there. Um, so there's more to do and maybe making it more competitive for them, like getting to the uh, the power sources quicker or, or, or something or different powers for the overseers. It just seems very bare bones in terms mm-hmm. of what's there to do in the game yeah. that, you know, after playing this game you know in the last you know i jumping in with you and 
you know, when I played it with uh, family a uh, year or so ago, um, you, you know, you play it a few times. I'm like, I'm, I'm kind of like, I'm good. So I don't think the last ability is great. I think it needs more meat to it. There needs to be more of a hook. Uh, the, uh, this is, this is, I'm not a game designer, but it just, just doesn't have me coming back for more, even though I think the concept is really good and I, and I like it and the world's really good and it looks good. There's just not enough there that would make me play this for, you know, dozens of hours or to want to return to over and, and, and over again. Yeah, you know, like what you is- said, it needs to be able to have more people and have built-in online functionality so you don't do the remote play. And then we only saw three levels. It looked like maybe there were more. Yeah, there's seven, I believe. How did, you know, we, we couldn't figure out how do you get those unlocked because we only could only unlock three. Yeah. We played them all, and I thought they would just unlock, so I'm not sure what we need to do for the rest of them. But then again, I wasn't like, you know, this game's so great. Let's let's play again, Justin. <laughs> mm-hmm. And you didn't yeah. either, so I think we were, we were happy to kind of play it and move on. So um, rating-wise, I I think it's got a lot of charm to it. I think it's a, it's a cool game. Um I would give it a, a seven. I think the why it's not higher than a seven is it just it needs more. And maybe that's a panoptic too. I know it's out of early access, so I don't think it's going to get anything more. It just needs more of a gameplay hook. It needs more meat in there. It needs something that's going to make this game really stand out and really want to play. Uh, I think definitely maybe more players is one of the things. But even if you add more players to it, that that's still not enough to compare to uh, some other games where there's just, just more content. doesn't need mm-hmm. more levels. I think the seven's fine. just mm-hmm. needs more of a hook. needs something that want to make you return to it over and over and over again. Yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna give it a six and a half, I guess. All right. Um, yeah, I agree with everything you said. Um, yeah, there just, there just needs to be you know built in online you know better multiplayer functionality and yeah i don't know um there are at least some other things like the the pc player um i found out in the tutorial you can pretend that you're one of those worker guys you know those guys that are waving their hands at the at the gems yeah, yeah. you can pretend you're one of those you can make him do that um, so there are some other things like that they've added, and I saw that they patched it recently, like to oh, add okay. some more, like some more options for like to balance out the game. So they're still patching it. That's good. So, may- so maybe they'll add, you know, the stuff we're talking about. Yeah, I, I feel like I'm, I, I, I really want to like this game for maybe more than what it is, and with mm-hmm. my seven, and I think your your six and a half might even be more accurate. So I, I know where you're coming from with that. I, I think that. If you're listening to this review and you're trying to figure out if Panoptics for you, does the idea of an asymmetric game, do you have somebody that you want to play VR games with in your household, right? And and one can go on the computer and one can go in VR. Does that sound interesting to you? Because if that's if that's the case, then this is a great game. If it's not, then I don't think it's gonna I don't think it's gonna work out for you. You might get a friend to remote in or something, but that's gonna be more fun for you than it is for the friend who's remoting in. And they're going to quickly move on. So, um, again, if you have somebody that you want to play with, if you like the idea of an asymmetric game, then this game might be – you might think, man, it's it's way better than what Nick and Justin are saying. But it's a really specific game. It's a really specific kind of interest that it's filling. Would your girlfriend play this with you? 
My like wife she, would not. No, I, I didn't even try. I think maybe she's tried it once. Like I feel mm-hmm. like she would do. She would never do the keyboard and mouse because she's never used like a first. You know, like that. Uh-huh. It's a game. Okay. Um, I could probably get her to do the VR thing because it's easy enough to understand. Mm-hmm. I think she would be instantly frustrated over trying to find the character and just mm-hmm. be like, "Yeah, this is not interesting." So, okay. Yeah. All right. All right, I'm going to bring it on home with some walkabout mini golf. Have you played this game, Justin? No, I haven't, but it sounds like I need to. I think you should. Yeah. I think you should. Let me know if you get it because I'll play with you. Um, okay. I actually just played again today. So that's how I spent some of my free time, if that says anything. All right, this game is made by Mighty Coconut. I think it's a single single guy, if I'm not mistaken, who's developing or made this game. came out on September 24th of 2020. It's currently fourteen ninety nine in the Oculus Store, and it is it's listed on Steam. It's supposed to come out with on, on Steam as well. It's not currently out. Um, there's no date for that yet, so it's anybody's guess. I think at this point, when it's actually going to come out on Steam. Now, I didn't want to. I didn't want to. I was going to wait till it came out on Steam. I didn't want to play this game through re- Revive. Right, you know, I wanted native, you know, good index support, and mm-hmm. with my Steam library, I didn't want to give Facebook money, but I've got a group of, of of friends on our Discord, and they're always playing this game and talking about how awesome it is. So I, I finally caved in because it was on sale for like ten bucks a couple days ago. Um, and for some context, I'm you know mini golf game. I wouldn't seek out a mini golf game. I don't, I don't know why. Um, <laughs> nothing against mini golf. It just wouldn't capture my attention. I feel the same way. But you know, I'm glad I I'm I'm glad I got it. And there's there's you know Cloudlands mini golf. I think you were talking about this Justin the other day in in Discord. I I think I played it on my I don't know if I played it on Quest. I might even play it on the Oculus Go like like a demo or something. You know, and mm-hmm. touched it for like 15 minutes and moved on. So this is really my only VR mini golf. But I gotta say. Mini golf can work really well in VR. I think mini mini golf is one of those things that just seems like a really good natural fit for VR. I think a lot of things can be, but in particular, this works well. And I think um, where this game should really appeal to somebody is the idea of playing this with friends. I would not go into this game and play it solo the way I would not go and play mini golf by myself. <laughs> Right, mini mini golf is like, hey, you know, you're on a date or you, you got some friends, so let's let's kill some time, and play some mini golf, right? Something yeah, like yeah. that. So, um, it kind of works the same in in VR, if you will, and it's up to five players. It was very easy to get into a game. You just create like um, a, 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 a you name a lobby, right, and you tell you know all your friends that hey, this lobby is called VR Gaming Podcast or whatever you want to name it, and they can get in that way. There's five levels there's five um courses in the game and then those courses or uh also have a harder mode so in you can you can argue that there's 10 courses i would say there's five and those five have like a harder mode and the harder modes like take take place at night instead of like during the day and you know the courses it's like the same holes i haven't even played the harder modes yet i just understand how this works um the same holes are just like a little differently structured so that they're more difficult right um and the you know these are what i like about this game is that the whole design the the design of each hole is like something that 
you you could find in real life right it's not like fantastical like the it's not like you're doing these weird like you know in a way that nobody could possibly design a mini golf course i think it lends to the realism that it's something that you could see in real life but they might take place in like a crypt right so like the 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 the, the setting of the environment's kind of fantastical but the holes and the courses themselves generally are, are are like realistic or something you would you would find there's some exceptions mm-hmm. to that but i think that's cool and that appeals to me i, I don't need I, I know like what might be cool in mini you know like a computer mini golf game or vr is just things that you can't do in real life i get that but for this game i think it just works well that things are sort of realistic like that and speaking of realistic the the, the physics seem just really good I mean, we might as well not even be talking about this game if that's not the case, because that's everything in this game. It's the fact that uh, it just feels really good. And I'm playing on Revive using an index, and you can change like the angle of the putter and stuff. I didn't need to do that. It just if it, it, it just kind of worked out of the gate. I think I had to change something in the settings, like something with like the grip, um, you know, like grip to hold or something like that. But once I did that, it was smooth sailing, man. It um. It, the physics just feel really good. It just it just has a really good level of immersion and realism um, when I play the game. Uh, and there's also not like um, a lot of randomness or RNG, if you will, uh, which is also great, right? Like I I don't want any kind of bullshit when I'm playing. It just it just feels like very real. Uh, and that's what that's what does it for the game. I mean, you don't need to listen to any more of you. This is just like uh, the the physics on it's great. It's very believable. If that sells you on it, then absolutely get it. I think this is the kind of game that um, you know it's on it's on Quest. It's on Rift OS. You can play it. You know, with Revive. This is the kind of game that you play with friends. Get some friends together, buy them a copy, whatever, and, and go in there and have a good time connecting with them virtually by playing mini golf. All right, I'll get to some of the other stuff, but I, I just wanted to get that out there because I, I am impressed with this game. Um, the graphic style reminds me... I was playing on the Crypt level, and this is where it really reminded me of the graphic style on the Morgan. Now, that might mean nothing to a lot of people, but it's it's sort of cartoony, sort of cel-shading-esque. Not re- you know, it's not like intense, graphically intensive, but it's bright and colorful when it needs to be. Um, even the the crypt level, it's still kind of colorful, if you will, a little cartoony. Just works well. Um, it looks really good. The um, there's there's like the ball designs look really good. And one kind of cool almost mini game in there is on each hole on each course, there's like a hidden golf ball. Um, so you know when your friends are putting or whatever, and you get a moment, you can kind of look around for that. And uh, if you find the hidden ball, they all have their unique design. Then it goes into kind of your inventory. So next time you play, you can use one of the balls you found. Um, I thought that was pretty cool. It gives you something to do. And, you know, movement is done by teleportation. So you can kind of aim where you want on the course. And you can kind of just, you know, you can go and stand there and kind of look around and get different perspectives on what's going on or just check out the environment. When it's your turn, um, I think what they do really well here is you just pull the trigger. And it will teleport you to your ball and kind of have you positioned where you need to be, like perfectly. So you're not trying to, you know, you're not you're not fighting the game, right? Trying mm-hmm. to be lined up or be where you need to be. So the controls are really good. It's really intuitive, 
really simple. You asked me about my girlfriend. This is like a game that I can put her into and she's not going to be fighting the controls or, you know, need a ton of explanation. She'll be off to the races having fun with friends playing. So I, I, I that's something I really appreciate about this game. Um, what else can I say? The sound, you know, it's got good putting, like, you know, the, the, the putter hitting the ball. Um, it's got some clapping, you know, and you get in the hole. But there's really not much more to that. The sound is, is very basic. I think that's one department where maybe it could be more impressive. Maybe there could be more added to it or the environments to make the environments come alive. The environments look cool. cool and, I, you know, there's like almost like one like a tropical island. One's like a crypt that I mentioned. One's sort of like Arizona um asking like the mountains or whatever kind of again not necessarily the, the the concept of it not necessarily like realism there's almost like a zen garden that you're playing in um so the environments are cool but i don't really remember much in the sound department other than that other than it wasn't bad right it kind of just got the job done but isn't going to set the world on fire so um yeah controls are super easy to use makes sense intuitive you just play with one controller you don't need two so just take one controller in there. Again, that keeps things super simple. Um, it was easy to get into multiplayer. Up to five people can play. Um, you know, the I, I think it could use things like maybe like being able to pick like what your character looks like. But that's stuff that's like doesn't make or break the game, right? You know, there's sort of like an outline of player and that, that suffices. So wait, um, what do you see of your other people you're playing with? What do they look like? <sighs> The, um, God, it's just like, like a blank avatar, if that even makes sense. It's so nondescript that I'm having trouble picturing it in my mind. Are they translucent or do they, or are they not? Oh, they're opaque. Maybe mildly opaque. Okay. Yeah. They, I think they're opaque, but it's just so unremarkable, but it's. The good thing is it's not like a distraction. You know what I mean? Like sometimes avatars in the game can just be a, a distraction or I, I I don't know. It's not, it's fine. It's just nothing special, right? Like it's just, what, it's just mm -hmm. functional to me. What about when it's your turn and they're walking around looking for the hidden ball? Does that, does that bother, bother you at all? No, it hasn't. It hasn't. So okay. I, I think maybe that's maybe why it's more of a functional design and works. Right. So like, it's, it probably has something to do with maybe maybe they are um, maybe they are see through because no one could really fuck with me. I mean, I always played with friends, so I'm not playing with like annoying online people who are trying to mess with you. But that's mm -hmm. never been an issue, right? Like I've played mm -hmm. on, I've played two online games and I played one course solo. So I've played three out of the five courses and none of the, none of the hard. Um, but in in my online games, which you know maybe four players, so maybe like forty minutes around. It was never an issue with like the other players blocking your view or obstructing things. So, um, you know, it's okay. probably maybe it's, I'm, I'm, it just seems like a very well thought out game. Well, well uh, very functional. The course design themselves are are interesting. Like the actual hole that you're playing on, not just the exterior environment, but um, you know, I, I I like it, man. It's just it just works. It's just like man, like this is a well done game, and it will make you think like. Man, mini golf is a great thing for VR with friends, like playing VR with friends. Like it just just works quite well. Hmm. Um, last ability, I'm gonna say last ability is really good on this. Like you can just go and play the courses over and over again, try to beat your friends. Um, you know, get better at it, try different approaches to each hole. 
Um, they've got the hard, harder version of the courses. So, you, you know, it, you can argue that there's 10 in there. Uh, it, it, it's, it's, it's just fun. And I, and I like this game because it's just fun for me to go in and play like this chill, relaxed game of friends in VR. Um, it's just a nice place for that. I think anybody can have something like that in their library. Is there any kind of leaderboard type of thing? Not like a global one mm-hmm. that I, I don't think there's like a global one, but yeah, I mean, you could just see like, you know, the current game, that's it. Okay. You know, and one smart thing that they do is like in that leaderboard, you kind of go into like a God mode when you hit, like you hit like a, and you kind of zoom out mm-hmm. and you almost look, look like this like huge head looking down on everybody. And you can actually see somebody who's looking at the leaderboard cause they're suddenly huge. Um, hmm. So you can see like the current, score uh the current like leaderboard and, and standings and uh one cool thing that they do is they'll, they'll show like they'll have a check mark if you found the hidden ball on that hole so mm-hmm. like you know i might have found like i don't know 12 out of the 18 balls on like a course i played on today so i can next time i play in that course i'm like oh shit i didn't find the ball on this one right like and i can tell because it's on the leaderboard so okay. that's smart um, you know, you kind of got like, I think it's like on your right wrist, it will show you like the, you know, kind of rotate it. It will show you like the, um, the whole number, number of strokes. It will show you what time it is. So it's, it's a smart, like UI, it's a smart design where nothing's like intrusive on, on the environment. It's just really highly functional. And I think the game is like smartly thought out, especially if we're talking like a single person creating this game or maybe you know, there's two people or something, right? Like, um, it's just very good, man. It's very good. I, 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 I highly recommend this game. I'm going to give this game an 8.5. Um, I think if you plan on playing this game by yourself, you've got to really be like a mini golf enthusiast and that's fine. Um, but if you can get some friends to buy this game and go in there with them, don't, don't play with randos. That's always, a, you know, whatever, do whatever, do whatever you want. But if you can get some friends to play this game with, I think you're going to absolutely love it. Um, it's a great experience. I think it's just really well done. So uh, I give it an 8.5. It, you know, if there was like a team working on this, I'm sure there's things that might be more impressive, like in the sound department and just making these worlds even feel like more like living, breathing courses and stuff. Um, but again, what I, I think it's just an outstanding job that this, this, uh, small developer did. And, uh, I, I'm really pleased with it. I would have never gotten it. So I, I want to thank my friends for not shutting up about playing this game because I would have never done it. But playing with them is a lot of fun. I wish I bought it when it was on sale because it's back to fourteen ninety nine. Yeah, their sales don't last long in August, do they? It's not like Steam where it's like two weeks almost, right? I know. Shit. Yeah, they're pretty stingy in Oculus. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's uh at $10, it's like a – dude, $10 would be a great price for this game. Um. Fourteen fourteen ninety nine is still worth it. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like ten dollars would be like where the sweet spot is. Uh, some of the one of the guys in, in our Discord was saying that they have, I think, I guess maybe a couple more courses planned for it. So so that's cool. Uh, it'd be great to see this game come out on Steam and kind of really grow, and uh, you know them continuing to add more courses. I know if like Cloudlands, uh, which is another VR golf mini golf game and, and some you know other flat screen mini golf games like they have like course creators and they don't have it in this game but see that, that's sort of like a double-edged sword to me i rather the developer focus on making good courses that work rather than sort of like 
making a course or you know one or two courses and saying well there's a course creator and people can create their own content you know and then just having it being the wild west in terms of quality like i'm i'm okay with there not being a course creator i'd rather the developer just focus on adding some more courses in here that work because i think the course design is good in this game and, and definitely works so um the person who's making that i i think has a good intuition on you know mini golf course now you know mini golf course is not like a real golf course but um it's fun and it's fun and it works so keep it up did you say it's one course no there's five of them five well apparently i'm not listening yeah there's there's five (laughs) but so here's the thing there's five courses but each course also has like a hard mode or a hard Mm -hmm. course so there's really 10 if you look at it that way okay like you know and so like a you can play like the hard version of a course and you know, the holes are all a little different, right? Like there, there is a harder version of those holes. Mm-hmm. So, okay, cool. Yeah. There's, there's a good amount of content there. Yeah. I'll get it. I'll get awesome. it. Yeah. I don't, I don't, you, you'll like it. We'll play for sure. All right. All right. Well, well listen, thanks everybody for uh, tuning in. This is the uh, last episode before 2021. It's, you know, 2020 has been a, heck of a year but a good time to play a lot of games as we get through it so i'm not super active on twitter i'm not a huge like let me post every day on social media but i do have a twitter page for this uh you can check it out it's just search for vr gaming podcast i think it's at podcast vr that shows you how much i think i just post each episode and and that's it um if you're interested in getting on our discord i don't think i've made it super public i'm sort of like in a weird spot with that because we've got to like a lot of people in our Discord are people who came over from the pinball community, and it's pretty tight knit. But um, I'm not. Be, I also don't want to be stingy with it. I think maybe I'll advertise and kind of put it out there more um, in the future. But if you want in on that, just uh, you know, just just, just do this. Sh- shoot me an email at uh, uh, vrgamingpodcast at gmail I'll send you a link, or you can message on um, Twitter, and I'll send you a link to that Discord because uh, we you know we chat about games. Uh, but we also use it to arrange playing some of these games. So, you know, if you want to find some good people to play games with, this is certainly a way to do so. Uh, any Anything else from you, Justin? Any last final thoughts? Uh, no, just I have a million games I need to play. Like there's a, stale, a sale recently and I bought a bunch of games and uh, I haven't installed them or played them. But yeah, I need to I need to get to playing games. Yeah, the Steam Winter mm-hmm. Sale is, is going on. I think it's January 5th. So yeah. there you go, man. There you go. All right. Well, everybody, have a good holiday season. Happy New Year. We will catch you sometime in January. Take care. Take care.